Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm David Amaru, the writer-director of Deviation. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stuart. Page the screen. Com up in my bum, please. Snakes. Get up to my motorcycle, running and tracking up with my fucking snakes. Genius. With Dom, eating pizza and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen Screen. Hello. Good evening, sir. (laughs) This is going to be the fun bit, adding everybody to the goddamn groups again. Let me have a look. Everybody (laughs) apparently... Apparently it's online. So let's bring him in. And Rob has brought a waif and stray as well. So there we go. Oh, do you like that? No, not really. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll tell him off afterwards. I think it's dialing everybody okay, now nice. anyway. So. God. Hello. 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 Hey. How are you? Right. I was just explaining to Bob... Um, that Rob, this could get confusing, has has brought yes. has brought a stray with him. So, <laughs> I have indeed. Um, now I don't know much about you, Graham. So yeah. look at Rob's told me you're something to do with gaming. So I'm, should I refer to you as Graham, who's on the game, or is that probably <laughs> you can call? Uh, whoa, I'm happy whoa. to be on the game. <laughs> cool. I, I hear the money's good. To be honest, I've thought about doing it, but you know. <laughs> Why not? You might not make as much. <laughs> oh, what are you trying to say? I got who's who won't make hey, as much? Graham or me? <laughs> you, mate? Why would I make as much? Oh, you wouldn't make as much. That's what I'm saying. Well, exactly. Why wouldn't I make as much as Graham? What's so wonderful about Graham? Well, no, no, I don't know Graham, but I do know you. I was trying to fish for compliments here, Rob. It's not happening, is it, anyway? So I'll give up on that and just feel sorry for myself. I I was just staying out of this conversation completely. (laughs) Right. Now, episode 435, I believe this is. One thing I very, very rarely do, and I don't think any of us have done it either, is introduce ourselves. So, Mm -hmm. Rob, who are you? Where can people find you? And what do you do? Let's start introducing... Because new people might listen to these podcasts and they don't know who the frick we are. <laughs> Very good point. Right, my name's Rob Dyer and uh, 
I am the owner slash director of a company called UK Conventions that puts on kind of lots of geeky fun events. Um, a lot of kind of previous listeners will know me, um, obviously, because the company runs Sci-Fi Wales in Plandidno, which um, you both know very well, Stuart and Bob. Yeah. Um, so so that's me, really. I kind of run these geeky events, and um, I uh, seem to have become an honorary member of uh, the From Page to Screen Movie Show podcast as well, which is really cool. Are you any relation to Danny Dyer, either the female Danny Dyer or the father Danny Dyer? Because I've been meaning to ask you that for like five, four years, but I've not got around to it, to be honest. <laughs> I'd love to say yes, but sorry, I'm not. Brilliant. I'm going to edit that part out, so when you hear it, it'll be like, yes. So therefore... Uh, <laughs> anybody wants any autographs from Danny Dyer just tweet Sci-Fi Wales Rob and go give me a signed picture of your cousin yeah yeah, no. not a problem it's £10 plus a self-addressed envelope and uh... <laughs> to, to be honest we could do that because I actually have Danny Dyer's autograph so we could clone that sucker and we could we could make yeah. quite a few quid and then we could spend... we're only joking Danny no I'm not I don't know about you no I'm, I am joking <laughs> so I've already got his autographs so I don't care uh, we could spend it on retro games so oh yes Graham what, what I know what a retro game is but what do you do that is retro games how does this whole world of yours work okay yeah so I've been collecting games for oh, probably about 20 years on and off now um, building up a collection of stuff the usual kind of things all get all built up and I decided about six months ago, I need to start doing something with all this stuff apart from just hoarding it. So I set up a little Facebook page called Retro G, and from there, my mission was, with a little bit of free time I've got, just to post out now and then what I've been playing, what hardware I've been looking at, and sort of build up from there. Um, I set up a little YouTube page for it as well, but I haven't done a whole lot with that yet, but I'm just at kind of the beginning of my journey, really, with it. Yep. So, uh, Retro G, any relation to Ali G? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> okay, you got to check these things. I can hear Bob laughing yeah. in the background, but you never know. We we could have, you know, d- famous relatives or whatever. But is it because I's retro? Is I could have used that. So, favorite console of yours ever, Graham? What? Um, what is it? Ever? Wow. Um, CD thirty two. Wow. CD thirty two. No, yeah, Mega CD. One. Oh, right, Com- Mega one. Yeah. Commodore Amiga CD32. It's 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 cool. It's quite. It's got a nice looking console. Um, it's got no copy protection on it at all. <laughs> it's easy to, easy to get um, games for it. <laughs> Sweet. And it feels really weird, but Bob, I've known you for well over a couple of decades or whatever. Introduce yourself, sir. <laughs> ah, well, everyone knows me as Bob. Real name Andrew Whitworth. Um, ah. I don't know. I'm just kind of, I, I'm the straight man to Stuart's kind Hi. of, you know, humour. <laughs> I'm glad you added humour in the part of that. I've already been called an ugly prostitute at the beginning, so, you know. <laughs> and you're no longer straight. There you go. Hey, do you know what? 20 quid's 20 quid, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. Exactly. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. So there was something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I was, I was going to ridicule Bob's intro. He's like, oh, I don't know. How the hell do you come up with an intro for yourself that ends in the the words, I don't know? (laughs) (laughs) I just did. You did. Exactly. I was just merely pointing pointing that out. Uh, Because, no, (laughs) this podcast has been running for 
uh, some say too many years. I don't know. I, I say it long no, enough. Not enough. Not enough. Yeah, exactly. not enough. It's, considering it started off as six episodes and that was like 429 <laughs> episodes ago, it is doing quite well. And we are picking up a few new listeners. We'll probably alienate them all, but, you know, it's collateral damage, isn't it? we'll try our best we will try our best which is why I've got a nice little page of little show notes and uh, and we'll just just see it's probably a last to be honest it's a lot of effort (laughs) I have about four pages worth of stuff here and I ain't doing that every week what's the point you know just might as well just wing it and and freak Rob out (laughs) because he's like I need homework you could have told me earlier you're going to ask me this question nope so oh um, there's no fun in that Exactly. Where is the fun in that? Yeah. I, I don't do any preparation for the Sci-Fi Whales panels. So I don't see why I should do it for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and I have survived every one of those. So um, to date, though, I have only done two mistakes out of however many panels. One of them, I remember mispronouncing uh, Tabitha Lyons' Twitter account, which somebody in the audience very kindly pointed out to me. Went, it's not that, it's this. I'm like, thanks for that. And uh, Laurie Good. His name I pronounced Goody, and he went, it's actually good. So I'm like, okay then. So that's not too bad. That's not bad for a set of mistakes over God knows how many panels and however many hours. Yeah. So I was uh, I was watching the footage the other day for the Norman Lovett and Phil Filmar panel. My God, that's a funny panel. Can't wait to get that <laughs> into the atmosphere so people could watch it. Straight from the beginning, I think it was Bob's camera work as well, because you can hear him chuckling. Bob, he's a great, he's, Bob is a great audience member. Whenever there's a chuckle needed, you can hear his chuckle. It's great. Um, <laughs> thankfully, you can't see his chuckle. That'd be a whole different conversation. Oh, and, I've, oh, and I've just invented a new word. So, uh, Rob, how has your week been? Has it been good? Has it been bad? Has it been meh? Tell me. Mm, a bit of both, really. Um, there was three choices there. How could it be a bit of both? Well... <laughs> <laughs> You've you've had this uh, mystery illness, oh, Mr. Jesus. Bannerman. So have I. You, you know exactly how that makes you feel. Oh, um, yeah, basically you you're uh, you're a kind of zombie. Um, so yeah, my my week um, started off um, feeling pretty bad, and slowly but surely I've gotten better. I managed to watch a film, which is great. Um, that's probably one up on Bob this week. And, hey, uh, normally it's me that says that. Now I've got the week off. <laughs> I am happy. And uh, so yeah, uh, and I've got um, Graham and his lovely family staying with us for a little holiday at the moment. So free holiday. Like, yeah, me. Excellent. So if anybody wants so a free just... holiday and a Danny Dyer autograph, just tweet Robert Sci-Fi Wales. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, it was worth inviting him on, especially seeing he's, he's probably just as big a geek as I am, and. Uh, but knows probably a lot more about retro gaming than I do. Yeah. So he's your height. Mm. <laughs> Minus <laughs> a foot. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad. It, I'm say- so glad it wasn't ended up in a conversation about length. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> I have to point out though uh, on the podcast because obviously thousands of listeners. Um, me and Graham, we were playing retro games last night, and I won Ooh. every one of them. Not so oh, I had a great time. <laughs> oh, Do you like know what? It. No, that's that says a lot about Graham. That you, you're staying in Rob's house. That's great, and you let Rob He's win. Letting him win. You let him I win. Did nice. it. Really, that's really right. nice. I did. Really, really. I let him win every yeah. single game. Courtesy. Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> it's courtesy, isn't it? You don't 
last yeah. thing you want to do is is thrash the the pants off him, and then he yeah. he goes, well, that's the holiday over, and then you've got to you've got to go sleep on the beach. So why would you let him win? It's good. It's nice. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I didn't cry myself to sleep. Win. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. It's good. I suggest you let the Wookiee win. <laughs> exactly. It's not why the Rob will pull Graham's arms out of his sockets when he loses. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but you're all recovered after the mystery bug, Rob. Pretty I much. am now, yes. Uh, my uh, my daughter, unfortunately, has come down with uh, chicken pox today. So, um, you know, if you haven't had it, stay away. Um and if you but, have had yeah. to stay away, shingles. Yeah, just stay away yeah. anyway. So, yeah. So, um, so, so that's not going to be fun over the next week. But other than that, all is good. Good. When did you first feel over your bug? Because you had it a similar time to me. My, just to put it into perspective, my first complete day of not feeling like a bit of shit was yesterday. So it hammered me for pretty mm. much a full week. <laughs> to, to be honest. Um, I thought I was better towards the end of last week, yet yesterday I still needed a couple of hours nap midday. Yeah. So, but, but I think I'm over it. But, you know, occasional bouts of tiredness drop but over me. That's not ill, that's getting old. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Say I have that for the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and Bob, you were starting to feel a bit poorly as well, weren't you? Have you managed to avoid most of this, or how have you done with the mystery monkey virus? Um, I think I managed to kind of um, flood out some of it. Yeah. So I, I often find that whiskey is a very good uh, medicine. <laughs> for, for I was waiting for that, Bob. Yeah, just for anything. <laughs> Bob's like, I've not had a very good day at work today. Whiskey. <laughs> that was a disappointing episode of 24. Whiskey. <laughs> I've got a Laphroaig in front of me as we speak. Exactly. Rob's ridiculing me because I've not watched a film. Whiskey. Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So, Bob, how's your week been? Ah, not bad. Like I say, um, I managed to avoid the worst of the uh, dreaded lurgy, mm-hmm. um, whether by kind of you know look or you know kind of whiskey. Like I say, the way that I've been tra- <laughs> treating it. Um, work has been quite busy. I've been on the late shift, as you're probably well aware. Yep. Um, yeah, basically, just, I-, I was glad of the weekend, but I'm looking forward to being back in tomorrow, which is an odd thing to say about work. Why are you looking forward to being back in tomorrow? Just because it's been like a hectic weekend and when you can go to work, you can forget about everything else. No, just like I say, I've got... Uh, I, I, <laughs> go on, I'm going to totally jinx it. I've sort of got tomorrow planned out of what I've got to do, when I'm going to do it, and you know that that's all going to go to in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. <laughs> you, you can swear in the podcast. We don't care. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah. But no, the so yeah, basically, it's, it's going to be a case of, you know, I'm planning on getting in 8 o'clock in the morning, getting started. My whole plans will be shot by 8.15. <laughs> That's if you're lucky. Your plans will be shot by about 10 to 8 when you, you run into traffic or something. But hopefully you won't. Driving in. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm setting off for work at quarter to eight tomorrow because I'm on the old nine sixes, so that's not too bad. At least to get in at night and can catch up on stuff I haven't been doing because I've been down with the outbreak virus. So yes, um, we were so ill. I did actually call last week's episode "Outbreak Blame the Monkey." I did. That is the name of the episode because <laughs> it was very well deserved. And Annette said, "Why?" And I'm like, "Well, all viruses are caused by monkeys. It's a fact. They've made movies about it." So yeah, um, must be true. So Graham, 
How's your? Uh, I'd love to say what have you watched since the last time you were on this podcast. Really fuck you <laughs> up. <laughs> how was your week? How was my week? It was it was an okay week. Um, work wise, then you had got a couple of days off, so the, the last week was was intense trying to do the few extra days work in advance before I can get time off work. Yep. Um, outside of work, it's been it's been it's been good. Been bit the build up to the holiday to get over to land no brilliant nice. um that's kind of my week yeah i think everybody on this episode does love that time so it is a yes. town not a city isn't it it's not got a cathedral is it yeah it's a, it's a town <laughs> i thought so i didn't want to upgrade it or whatever it's no, a, it's a lovely, resort. lovely town with lovely beach and a great pier the ice cream's amazing the waffles are fantastic and uh, <laughs> if you go into hmv on the main street you can get some really cool geek t-shirts two for 20 quid i think i got mine for so Bargain. there you go not bad at all um, where do we start? Let's have a look. Well, my yeah, my week. Let's let's talk about my week. Yeah. Well, from Saturday last <laughs> Saturday, not the one yesterday, I was wiped out with the monkey virus, which is I'm going to call it that. I had no energy whatsoever. My head was dizzy. Both arms were hurting. My legs were tired, like I had flu, and just below my ribs felt like somebody punched me there. Uh, other than that, I was fine. Really? So, <laughs> so was, situation normal. Situation normal. So it's like everything was, and I couldn't sleep because my brain was tapping me on the shoulder going, guess what? You go to sleep tonight, you ain't going to wake up because you're really ill. <laughs> and then the other part of your brain's like, don't be stupid, it's just a virus. But it's like, nope, not a virus. You're not going to wake up. There'll be no more podcasts. Uh, so that was kind of doing my head in. And Monday I decided to go to the doctor's. Doctor went, it's probably a virus. I went, Kind of figured it was anyway, but it's nice to hear you say it. What do you prescribe? Rest. Whiskey. R- drink lots. Whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't drink, so I'd be like, I can't do that. I'd just like sniff, sniff the bottle. I'd be like, Bob, just drink that for me. <laughs> write a blog about what it tastes like or whatever. So um, I thought, right, I'm taking Monday and Tuesday off work. Took Monday and Tuesday off work. Thought, right, I'm going to go on Wednesday. Got to the bus stop. Now I'm going to go home again. I feel like shit. Took Wednesday off. <laughs> oh. uh, decided I'm going to go in Thursday got to the bus stop nope i'm gonna go home again i am definitely gonna go in friday thursday night the virus really pissed me off because i got sick of it because i have a to-do list of things that i hadn't to done and it was getting bigger <laughs> and i'm like this, this virus is getting on my wick now i wish it just bugger off so i decided i was going to go into work on friday and rather than catch the bus up i walked 40 minutes in the rain and i thought drown you bastard to the virus, not me. Um, and Friday I was very weak. Saturday I was a little bit better, but now I'm in that phase where I just want to eat food constantly because I've not eaten a lot. That's for a normally week. a good sign. Yeah, it is. So I'm now I'm just going to eat like a pig constantly all day at work tomorrow. But it's a weird virus thing. I worked out on Thursday where if you if you ate something, kind of made it worse because that brought on whatever the pain was below the ribs. So I starved myself for 24 hours and I felt fine other than the fact i was really hungry um so i'm kind of nervous still to eat food but i'm all right i've ate like a pig today so mm. it is fun so yeah like this week was a bit shit really uh i took delivery of the new tripod for the camera equipment Ooh. god it's a beast. very nice it's a beast it weighs a Excellent. ton it's a heavy it has duty to be mark. though to, to, oh, to kind god. of live up to the camera doesn't it it has to be a beast. It holds 13 kilograms in weight comfortably, apparently, according to the description, which I think that's safe enough that it'll just be around that. Um, when I sort of build the tripod up from 
the, the base to the top where you would then put the camera on is my height. So if I put the camera on top of that, I wouldn't be able to see through the viewfinder. It's that tall. <laughs> and it comes in a nice posh wow. carry case and everything. So, yeah. So I now have the complete, nice. complete camera equipment thing. <laughs> um, I have launched a very baby Indiegogo campaign reluctantly, which I launched earlier on tonight. But I'm not going to blitz Ooh. it. I can't be arsed with this constant no i'm not doing it um i set the target for 500 quid it's an indiegogo so i'll get near enough i don't have to hit the target and that is going to go towards the locations for the third mimi film it's going to go towards a new video card so that can render 4k never thought of that did I? i'm like shit i need a new video card to render 4k <laughs> which i'll be picking bob's brains about at some point it is going to go towards a, a fake tombstone which we talked about last week last week yeah Gra- graham's like tombstones this is freaking weird what uh, exactly tombstones <laughs> and prop knives and just some of the and an actor who will be taking the role in the third mimi film as well so it's all these little incidental costs and uh yeah i've just launched that this evening so that was fun. Excellent. Uh, other than that, you pledges a thousand pounds, they can have uh, waffles in Clandidno with uh, me, Bob, and Stuart. <laughs> what about great? Well, Graham might be there. It could be. Yeah, I'll come. Yeah, throw in another five hundred quid, and he's definitely there. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we'll, we'll get your San Danny Danny Dyer thing as well. So that's great. Um, so yeah, other than my entire week's been written off other than Saturday and Sunday so I haven't really done a lot I have watched a shitload of stuff though because that's the one good thing about being ill you can lie <laughs> on the couch and your eyes could just stare in the direction of your, your television so I have watched a bunch of stuff so that's alright uh, has Bob watched anything? come on Bob don't don't let, don't let give in and let Rob have his haha <laughs> Bob's not watched day. anything yeah. oh, I'm going to let Rob have his day You've not watched anything? Yes. I've not <laughs> been able to watch anything. God's sake. <laughs> Let me write that down. Bob I've not me, watched anything whatsoever. I've had my daughter all weekend. So here's, so a, qu- here's, here's a question for Graham. How many days yeah. are in a week? Seven. Yes. Bob, how long's a weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many times have I been in at the evening? Um, five <laughs> from no, like nine. Nine. <laughs> yes, evening two. Oh, anyway, hang on. Uh, how did the Star Wars plan go? Because you were going to go in. No, I can't speak. You were going to try and yeah. get Emily to watch a New Hope. Um, she, she got. She it. was sidetracked. She didn't even help me make tea on for on Saturday. She's oh, normally when we're doing steak Saturday. She wants to basically help with doing the seasoning of the steak tenderizing it cutting the salad everything like that no i said right you know are you ready to start yeah 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 look around two minutes later she's still on the computer and i thought i'm not going to kick her off let her be oh, see, I'd, have, I'd have kicked her off that's just me <laughs> it's probably a good thing i'm not a parent because i'd be like you want to eat your help there you go go and go hunt the bear uh, i think she was sad that she'd missed but it was like i said it's on down to herself yeah so she's got to learn did she still eat though oh yeah she loved it eh, she didn't miss then <laughs> so Rob, she ate more than me and you've oh. seen the size of her yes I'm the size of me <laughs> so was it a nice steak though oh yeah, yeah. A, a very nice ribeye from Mr. Harrison's good 
Yeah, you lovely. Know. If Mr. Harrison's listening, which I'm sure he's not, uh, free steaks would be amazing. <laughs> Yay! Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Rob, what have you watched him? Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Oh, you did. Mm. T- you you texted me earlier on in a week that you'd watched that, and I'm like, I cannot wait to hear what <laughs> Rob thought of of The Last Jedi because pretty much, uh, um, Graham, you could chip in as well. I think we'll all have a good old yeah. chat about The Last Jedi. But the the world kind of turned on that film wrongly, as mm. far as I'm concerned. But they got they got a bit vicious on that film. Mm. So. It's- it's really not that bad. It's not bad at all. There are worse films in the franchise. <laughs> Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Right. So, Rob, you see, did you think, uh, talk to me about it? Well, for me, you, I suppose everybody knows my feelings now on this. Um, I'm a Star Trek fan, and you always get the Star Trek versus Star Wars um, debate. So... I am, am, am kind of I watch Star Wars, but I wouldn't call myself a huge fan. Um, so when I watched The Last Jedi, I actually kind of looked at it and thought, you know, what this reminds me very much of the original trilogy, um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so I was like, yeah, I don't know. Everybody else is talking about this is probably one of the best ones for me, other than the original trilogy. What you need to do now is you need to start looking for some of the reviews and the feedback on Last Jedi. My God, some of it's it's way off mark, but it's entertaining. Oh, totally! Yeah, it's vicious. It is. It is of a vicious, same sort of viciousness as Batman v Superman. Anything mm-hmm. DC related, it's quite nasty. Um, and I think, in some ways, I think the feedback for the Last Jedi was actually worse than the DC stuff because. Um, Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose in the film, she was the people were giving her death threats. They were being abusive towards her because they didn't like her character, and she bailed out on a lot of the social media thing. I think her Instagram one, she bailed out. Twitter, she left because people were just being horrible. And and obviously, you know, it was all down to her how her character was written, and um, you know, she should. You the know. dialogue she had, etc. Yeah. Oh, everything. Yeah, exactly. she, she ran the the entire movie. Yeah, it was yep. just her. She's like secret director. No, Ryan <laughs> Johnson. Fuck you. I'm doing it this way. And they went, all right, I, Kelly. You know, obviously, the people who kind of do these things make death threats and and whatever via Twitter and social media will want the spineless because they can't do it to your face. But um, other than that, you know, they're just ridiculous and they're not real fans anyway. No, <laughs> and it's. You know, I don't know. It, it it really annoys me all this viciousness about. You watch a film. We've all watched a film, and we come out and we go, "That's a bit shit," to be honest. Or and we'll speak to our friends, and Bob will say, "So, what do you think of that film?" I'll be like, "Do you know what? I didn't like it. I don't get why." Right, I'm going to go online and I'm going to tweet everybody, and I'm going to tell them all how shit this film is, and I'm going to you know threaten to kill them. Yeah, the but don't the, oh. don't you think that it's human kind of nature? Um, you know yourself. No. <laughs> no, no. If you get most people, if they get something, you know, if it's really good, they'll keep quiet. If it's yeah. really bad, they'll whinge about it. Yeah, of yeah. yeah. But then there's whinging, and then there's like get a grip. You know, yeah. it's it's like you look at the Last Jedi, and for many many reasons, this stupid campaign to let's remake it bullshit mm. that, that, that came out there was actually a petition people signed it and everything so therefore it must happen you've got it's got <laughs> carrie fisher's 
last they're going to use some footage that was previously shot in the yeah. the next Star Wars film. But effectively, it's the last completed movie that she did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nope. Feedback didn't give a shit. They were like, "This film is terrible. Remake it." Oh my god, Ryan Johnson should be fired. Kathleen Kennedy needs booting out. Blah blah blah. Just there's so many things that go, that went into that film. And if you go into it and you spend oh ten pounds, wow. Okay. Well, it's, they spent like three hundred million making it. You spend a tenner, and you don't like it. Just come out and say I didn't like it. Don't. There's, there's too much energy spitting venom. And mm-hmm. a film constantly. I just I can't be doing with it. It's crazy. one of the ones that I've heard that really I, I, I have to laugh at it. And it's it's someone I know has actually made this point. They're meant to be an intelligent person. But one of their big gripes about it is the fact that there's too many women in it. And it's because <laughs> you what? Well, in the original one, in the original one, none of none of the rebel pilots were women. In this one, about half of them are. No, there so, were. There was. There was a. There was a rebel uh, pilot woman in the first one, but you didn't really see too much of her. And I'm not being funny, but wasn't Mon Mothna in charge of uh, like the rebels in Jedi? Yeah, pretty sure she yep. was. She was indeed. Yeah. Yep. Like I say, it's a case of it's totally stupid. It's a case of the the using. Oh, it's sexist. How can it be sexist if there's equality? Do you not say there was no women in there? Tina Simmons will have you. She will. Tina yeah, Simmons will exactly, kick you yeah. ours. It's not yeah. me that's saying it. And I mean, yeah. some of that to sort of address that, Bob is uh, a couple of non-sci-fi films that Annette and I have watched today. One of them was The Nutty Professor. Not the Eddie Murphy one, but the Jerry Lewis one, because it, it came up <laughs> as uh, old films we're going to watch today. Yeah. So we watched that, in which Jerry Lewis plays um, a professor who falls in love with one of his students, and they become an item at the end. You go, all right then, a little bit risky. That can't really happen nowadays. There'd be an outcry, but back then, when mm-hmm. the film was made, it was fine and it was humorless, and it was, you know, that's fine. Uh, we then we then watched It Happened One Night from 1934, which is uh, Frank Capra who did It's a Wonderful Life, and in it, Clark Gable sort of escorts. Uh, I've forgotten her, her actress name, but it wasn't a name that I knew. Escorts her across country, blah blah blah. Slaps her across the face at one point. Tells her to shut up. This that basic sort of crap that went on back then yeah. now you would never make it so no. maybe when they did a new hope it was a very male orientated hollywood world blah 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 now when we make films we go actually we shouldn't really have done it that way let's make sure there's lots of women and there's like an equal balance and stuff like that so that's why a lot of that would come into play but there were lots of women in the original trilogy so your mate's wrong yeah. pretty, pretty much <laughs> the easiest answer in that such yabu to you it is but but, yes so last jedi thumbs up rob thumbs up yeah definitely recommend it people should go out buy it support it and uh when it comes to actors actresses etc say positive things yes be nice it's a job it's a creative thing so uh graham thoughts on last jedi not a bad film not a bad film at all. Add it to the collection. Would I go out and buy it on 4K? Or maybe not. Blu-ray, maybe not. But I'd definitely go out and buy it on DVD. Oh, get, get it on Blu-ray. Is that what you watched it on, Rob, or did you watch it on digital? 
Uh, I watched it online, so um, it should be HD quality now. So, uh, yeah, Netflix. It's just there is a very good documentary on the Blu-ray, which I watched this afternoon. It's a feature-length documentary called The Director and the Jedi. Oh, and it, okay. is, it, is, it follows Ryan Johnson and his crew as they make the film, but it, it's not the same as, here's this scene, here's that scene, here's this scene. It, it focuses more on the pre-production of it and him going, I'm making a Star Wars movie. Which was Star is such a good <laughs> documentary, and it's about an hour and a half. So, uh, Bob, you can watch that whenever you want, because I could pass the Blu-ray on to you. But, uh, yeah, the, di- the director and the Jedi. It's as good as the film. It is definitely one of these uh, enjoyable feature-length documentary yeah. things. <laughs> That's so, the beauty of a Blu-ray as well, or a, a DVD. You usually get your extra features. You do. Yes. There is also a feature-length commentary by Ryan Johnson, which I'm looking forward to listening to at some point. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but not yet. So, Graham, have you watched anything in the past week? Anything worth mentioning? No. Um, you, anything, anything that was terrible? We don't mind. <sighs> Nothing really interesting in the past week. The last TV series that we got through was Handmaid's Tale. Okay. You've seen that? I've seen a lot of season one because my partner in it, she loves that show. So she's up to date on season one, but she hasn't watched any of season two yet. So she's not season, season two has kind of dropped off a little bit, in my opinion. It got a bit sort of... Um, violence for violence sake maybe and you know but it, it's it's still been good mm-hmm. good but good any other tv shows that you watch so we can get a gauge of what you like and what you don't oh, i like what i do star trek star trek and star trek yes <laughs> i would have had enough of that if i ever had enough of that doctor who Are which you i'm okay? What's your thoughts on the, the horrific decision that the next doctor is a woman? Oh my god! Uh, the end of civilization. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good thing. It, it's yeah. it's on topic. It's going to be a good thing. I mean, the master's been a woman, so why can't the doctor? It's going to be fine. I have faith. <laughs> well, Doctor Who's been a woman before in some sort of sketch, isn't it? Joanna yeah. Lumley or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So everybody's like, yeah, this, this finally a woman. She's been a woman before. For God's sake, do research. It'll be absolutely <laughs> fine. He's he's been a young man twice. He's been an older man. He can be a woman. It's absolutely perfect. Yep. Good. And it's like if Jodie Whittaker is not a good Doctor Who, then it's because of the writers and the directors, because that woman's a good actor. So mm-hmm. there you go. That. Blame the blame the writers. Um, yeah, I'm not going to ask Bob if he's watched any telly because he hasn't. Been busy. <laughs> <laughs> we will get. Have, we'll, we will get I some have. stuff. What have you watched, Rob? Uh, the Purge. New. Um, oh. Amazon exclusive series. How many episodes have you watched? I've watched one, so don't spoil I've two watched, or three. I've watched three, all three so far. Sweet. What are you thinking so far? <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I've I've always loved the Purge movie, so I was really excited when um, Amazon announced that they'd kind of picked up uh, the franchise and were going to run with a series, and they really haven't disappointed. I'm. It's one of those things that I almost think maybe I should have waited until the season one is is complete so i can binge watch but on the other hand i can't kind of live without it now so i just have to tune in on a wednesday and and watch well you've got 10 episodes for season one just to let you know how how many you've got so um last week i think we put the first one on and i was instantly into it i love the Mm -hmm. world of the purge it's it freaks me out but it's great the the last purge movie wasn't amazing the first Purge, no. as they called it. But I like Purge 1, Purge Anarchy. 
and uh, um, all the others. What's the third mm-hmm. one called? I've forgotten it. There's the Purge. There's the uh, Purge election. Anarchy. Purge election, election year. That was it. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's one. It. Yeah, I've, I forgot it. So yeah, I've been watching Purge as well. It's very good. It's yeah, it's such an interesting uh, kind of concept. In all honesty, with uh, how political kind of lines have been drawn now, you can see it being brought in. Oh yeah, yeah, easily. Especially yeah. You, you watch the movies, you go, "This is not really that much, that, that much of a stone's throw, is it?" Really. Mm. So yeah, so, yeah the purge. Choice. Watch it. Well, I will jump into what I've been watching. So I've been watching The Purge, which I'm one episode into. Uh, Currently up to date on American Horror Story Apocalypse, which is very, very good. Set after a nuclear blast. So it's interesting. Not a bad show. Um, I've talked to a lot of people who said, oh, I didn't like last season, so I stopped watching it. American Horror Story, you can jump into any season and just it resets the clock because each season is a totally different story with a lot of the same actors that were in the other shows, but playing totally different characters for the most. So um, if you're not a fan of some of the earlier seasons, don't worry about it. Just jump into this new one. Very apocalyptic and creepy and and uh, Mad Maxian type strangeness going on. What else have I watched? Uh, because I've been sick, I've finished off Ray Donovan Season 2. Great show. Finished off The Wire Season 2. That is so much better to binge than watch week to week. You watch it week to week, it's as slow as cement. It's not good. <laughs> but you watch, you binge watch it, then it's a lot better. Uh, then I got a sci-fi thing in my head, so I thought, right, I'm going to watch a lot of science fiction stuff in preparation for this episode. So Bob had passed on, I think a few weeks back now, I think you'd passed on the Firefly Blu-ray, hadn't you? I did, yes. So I've watched five episodes of that so far. Uh, in the right order as well. It's so nice that you're able to watch them in the correct order, unlike the original <laughs> TV broadcast. It's great. It makes it makes sense and everything. It's quite... I like that. Um, the, Mal, the captain, he's a bit of a dick, though. He was annoying me. And he's still <laughs> kind of... An, he's annoying me because he's, he's, he's horrible to the companion woman. Inara. It just yeah. he just like calls her a whore and stuff in front of other people. She's like, Oh, are you a companion? Yes, I am. She's a whore. I'm like, You horrible <laughs> git. And he's done it a few times where he's just been so mean to people. So I've not got over that fact yet. That he's a bit of a knob when it comes to just you need to be a bit nicer, dude. He's not quite there yet. But the show itself's really good. But where's Christina Hendricks, Bob? I thought she was in this show. I think it's about episode seven. So she does come into it then, right? Yep. You're looking for the one, I think, called, um, what was it? The Other Mrs. Reynolds. Right, yep. It's the episode. Gotcha. So, yep. Because I'm watching it and I'm thinking... And, and I will the, say, hands off. Oh, yeah, no, she's yours. I'll just watch. Um, the, <laughs> the sort of cast list comes up and I'm thinking, oh, she's not in there. And then the role of the companion pops up and I'm like, that's not Christina Hendricks. I'm sure Bob no. said she was in this. What the yeah, fuck the hell is she? she's in two episodes. Right, and then is she in the movie Serenity as well then, or? Nope. Oh, so she's only in like two episodes of the show. I thought it was like a long-running character role for her. Oh, if they'd done the second series, there was a chance she'd pop up in that. Yeah. Because it is, it's a character that's never written out, if you know what I mean. Yes. Without giving too much away. Yeah. Ah, that makes more sense. So, uh, thoughts on Firefly, Robin Graham? Uh, for me, Firefly was a fantastic show. Um, definitely ended before its time. With Serenity, it was fantastic to see Serenity kind of come back onto the 
well, in, onto a big screen, and I was really hoping that it was going to kickstart a second season of the show, but obviously it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I think you know a lot of Joss Whedon stuff is really good. You know, I kind of for for many years was a big fan of Buffy and Angel, so to kind of see him kind of progress to Firefly and, and bring other things out is always good. Graham? I'm going to confess, I have never seen Firefly. <gasps> it is good. So it's I'm going to leave, leave Rob's uh, man cave right now in tears. I've not ever seen it. Um, <laughs> Rob? However, my wife, my wife has seen it, and we're, we are going to get on to watching that. I had, I had also hadn't seen, believe it or not, Stargate, and we've watched every single episode of Stargate, and I love it. So, yeah. wow. Have you watched all of the different series as well, like Atlantis and, and yeah, all the other ones? Wow. Atlantis is brilliant, yeah. Which is your favourite Stargate series? Not season, because I get well confusing, but which is your favourite series? I really like Atlantis. And I think what watching through that, there were so many characters that are popping up, up and other actors that are popping up so many other things, um, particularly um, Walsley. Is it Walsley? He pops up in Voyager. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's just so many crossovers that go on and go on it and it. Every time I hear Voyager get mentioned, I just remember Neil Johnson telling us his Tuvok story. So, which, <laughs> which I'm not. I'll tell you about it later, Graham. Okay. <laughs> Has he skyped out again? It looks like it. Yeah. Well, we're here. I'm here. Go on. I was going to say, who managed to put the uh, you know the silence bug on him? <laughs> well, <laughs> Obviously, um, there's uh, been um, some online hackers who weren't happy with uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi and what we've been oh. saying. And, <laughs> no, that was th- that was me just accidentally bumping the mute button. I've just noticed on my microphone. <laughs> so, a- uh, yeah, what did I Skype out on? Did he, did you get the fact that you could tell him the Tuvok story after? So I think I only bumped it like yeah. for a couple of seconds. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this- more like about twenty. Was that about twenty? Yeah. yeah. Oh well, I'm back. So, um, yeah, I've got the same headset as Bob has, so you'll know it's got one of those little, you could just hit the mute button on a big block. So I I accidentally did that. So not good. Um, Right. I'm going to go through some films that I've watched this week. Let me know if you guys have seen them and what you thought. Uh, Valerian. Have you watched Valerian? I've watched it yet. I've got it, but I've not watched it. Haven't watched it, but I've heard little bits about it. Heard nothing about it. Okay. It's from Luc Besson, who did The Fifth Element, and it's kind of just like The Fifth Element. So it's very <laughs> heavy on the CGI. Uh, I'm still not sure what I thought of it. Bob and I picked up the big, what do you call them, like big sleeve edition Blu-rays. Yeah. You saw the one for Doctor Strange that we had, because we very, you know, you got that signed at Sci-Fi Wales. And yes. uh, we got one for Valerian as well. The art cards aren't as good as the Doctor Strange one, to be honest, though. Art cards are a bit shit. And it's got the, a couple of Blu-rays in there. It's got 3D one, a 2D one, and a DVD. Um, I'm trying to describe the storyline of Valerian's. Just, we just think the fifth element. If you like the fifth element, you'll like Valerian. It's very weird and wonderful and lots of strange, freaky creatures and stuff like that in it. So enough about that one. Um, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Anybody? No, uh, I really want to see it. Uh, obviously, we spoke a little bit about Jurassic 
Park last week with uh, me introducing my daughter to the Jurassic Park series. But other than that, um, I haven't seen it, but it's on my wish list. I haven't seen it yet. Nope. Oh, Graham. Was that the most recent one that came out at the cinema? Yes. I've seen it, and it kind of reminded me of Home Alone in a a weird way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, no, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that one. There was. Macaulay Culkin's been chased by raptors and hits them with with paint tins and stuff like that. There you go. You don't need to watch a film there. No, I, I liked it, I think. It was different than the film I thought I was going to watch because you look at the trailers and you think the whole film's pretty much set on the island and it's really not it's like the first half no. hour and you're like what hang on where's this film going now then I thought that can't have been two hours already so it sort of shifts and becomes like another type film um, there was without going into two with a spoiler though the the scene when they're on the boat and they're leaving and there's a brontosaurus <laughs> is, is it a Bronson? That really upset me. That scene. It yeah, was so yeah. well made. I actually thought, I don't know if I want to carry on watching this film because this is breaking my heart. It was awful, yeah, uh, but definitely. I did stick with the film. But that scene, I thought, if there is a, a, you watch it for this scene, it's those couple of minutes, and that is, it's fantastic, just to watch. Good family fun. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Puts you in a right good mood, doesn't it, really? That scene there. Uh, uh, so, so, so obviously, with, with the Home Alone reference, this is a brontosaurus wearing a, maybe a Christmas hat with a few lights around its neck. <laughs> well, kind of. I mean, it, it's kind of weird, but once you get used to the, the, the dinosaur rubbing aftershave on its face and screaming and then going, <laughs> oh, my God, I, ma- I made my raptors disappear, then it's, it's all right. Yeah. It's... It, you get used to it. It's a, a definite different shift for the Jurassic World. Um, I'm looking forward to Jurassic World in New York, which will be the next one coming out next Christmas. <laughs> Starring Donald Trump, obviously. Starring Donald yeah. Trump, just like the second one. Please yeah. let him get eaten. Yeah, and, and not by Stormy Daniels. No. <laughs> um, I had a double header of science fiction the other day, and these were both on Amazon Prime as well, so they're free. And it's kind of like a V reunion. And I actually put a tweet out saying that I've just had a bit of a V reunion. And um, I think Sarah Douglas liked it. And Jane Badler, who played Diana, she sent me a message <laughs> going, oh, thank you. I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> the Jane Badler starring film was called Virtual Revolution, which okay. is just think, think Blade Runner, but with VR. So a lot mm-hmm. of it's very film noirish. And it's about a detective type character, I think Deckard, who is hired to go on this mission to find, you know, a certain thing or whatever. And he is hired by the, um, the woman who's played by Jane Badler. And if you think, what's the name in the original Blade Runner? Who's the, the guy with the glasses? Uh, shit. The guy oh, that hires him, oh. basically. I yeah. forgot his name. Uh, I forgot his name. Yeah, I know the one you mean. It's on the tip of my tongue as well. Yeah. Oh. Him, whoever he is. Um, so she plays like that character but Jim, it was great to see Jane Badler in anything anyway and then the next one I watched was Displacement which features Sarah Douglas who is great and it's the weirdest time travel thing ever, it's, I'm not even going to try and explain what it's about because it's time travel and it's risky you can't explain time travel movies because it just sounds more confusing <laughs> but if you like your serious time travel flicks then Displacement um is worth watching. 
it's kind of confusing. I gave up trying to work out what was going on because it would have given me a headache, but it was very good. So Ooh. I watched that one. I watched an old John Landis film called Schlock, which John Landis we're all familiar with. He's the Blues Brothers, American Werewolf in London, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Uh, and he did Schlock before any of these. And it's about a guy in a monkey suit, but it's a real monkey. But it's obviously a guy in a monkey suit. And the police are trying to solve the banana murders, which this weird creature has been killing people. He's killed like 730 (laughs) people in three weeks. And there's always bananas left lying around. And watching it, I thought, this is either one of the shittest movies ever or... This is so genius that it's really funny because it reminded me of, you know, those scenes in Smokey and the Bandit with the two sheriffs mm-hmm. yeah. where they're just being very slapsticky and a bit knuckleheaded and all that. The whole film was kind of like that. <laughs> so I think the film was actually genius and it wasn't actually shit. So uh, Arrow are just doing a re-release on that with a whole bunch of special features. And Bob and I love Arrow anyway. So, oh, yeah. Uh, schlock. Ordered weird. some this week. We, what, did, what did you order? Um, I've ordered the special edition um, steel box one, I think, of uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, fantastic. Um, I ordered the new digitally remastered uh, The Thing. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just to kind of round things off, because, it, again, it's one of my favorite films, um, I'd seen that they'd remastered Ronin. Oh. So nice. I ordered that. And, of course, all of these have some pretty special extras on as well. So mm-hmm. looking forward to watching all those. Have you seen they're, they're doing, and I've forgotten one of the titles, I know there's four of them, and I've remembered three of them. Um, they're doing, they're all John Carpenter films, and they're all being yeah. re-released in the cinemas for one night only in 4K. There's The Fog, there's They Live, yes. there's Escape from New York, and I think it might be Prince of Darkness, but don't quote me now. I can't remember what the fourth one is. And these things, they're on Amazon listed now for mm-hmm. the, the, the Blu-ray sets. My God, I want them all. Because mm-hmm. you get uh, the multi-disc sets, you get a poster with them, the new artwork. It looks incredible. They're like 30 quid each, but oh. I really want to get them all. So I may have to uh, splurge. So well, I was going to say, the only one, you sent me the links, and the ones that are showing Nero's, um, the one that I'm very tempted with is 22nd of November. Yeah. Uh, down at the Printworks, they've got the showing of uh, Escape from New York. I really want that. Mm-hmm. Was the one I want to watch? Cause I yeah. love that film. I never tire of watching it. And I think was it like seven o'clock or something? It starts. Yep, it's I've like, got God, that week booked off. Damn it! I'm, I'm probably <laughs> in work. I'm going to check what my shifts are tomorrow. But even at the earliest, I'm not going to finish till six. So you may have to go and tell me what that's like, uh, because that's around <laughs> that's around the sort of peak time at my workplace, and the odds of us getting holidays off are yeah. virtually none. But I will be purchasing this thing on on Blu-ray because I was having a look at them. But seriously, go watch it on the big screen. I was going to say, Rob, what are you up to on the twenty second of November? Watching Escape from New York. <laughs> no idea at the moment. What day is the twenty uh, second? It's a Thursday. Oh, if it's a fr- oh, well, if it's a Friday, you'd have a better uh, a better chance there, I think. Yeah. But, uh, but I can't mess up on that. It's one of my favourites. So. Well, I keep looking because John Carpenter's back in Manchester in November yeah. as well, isn't he? It's concert, and I keep looking, yep. going. I, I mean, we saw him <laughs> a couple of years ago, 
And it was fantastic. He was. A, we were right at the front. He walked right past yeah. us. It was amazing. And I would really go again. And I'm tempted. So I don't know. I think it might be one of those where I just look into it and put, put it yeah. down to fate. But I don't <laughs> think it's not the same tour as we saw, is it? Because the one we saw no, it's a new one, I believe. Release the Bats. Whereas this yes. one, I think, is anthology. I mean, you're probably mm. going to play a lot of the same stuff anyway. Who gives a shit? It's like you're, you're only a few yeah. feet away from Joe Carpenter. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, it's worth going just to buy some merchandise as well. So, Ooh, yeah, I have my. I'm signed. still going to get that uh, silk put up on the wall. Yeah, you got the same thing I did. That sign poster. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the like, they, all, they only did 300 of them or whatever. They did. It was like they did three, nice. 300 of these specially designed posters. They were autographed that, that day by John Carpenter because I asked the guy, I'm like, are these prints or what? Because they're only 40 quid. Yeah. Mm. And they went, oh yeah, I did them this afternoon. I'm like, holy shit, I'm having one of them. And I got one, and Bob got one. And mine's in a tube under the bed as well, and I need to just... Yeah. We need to get it. those kind of, you know, like you say, a, a proper frame, sealed and up on the wall. We do. So, Graham, are you into collecting geeky... Th- I mean, obviously, games and stuff you collect, but memorabilia-wise and autographs and whatnot, is that your thing? Yeah, um... I'm trying to think what I've got worth mentioning in my collection. I went to the Star Trek um, 50th anniversary thing in, in Birmingham, and I got um, did the the bridge photo, photo shoot thing. Um, <laughs> so that that's pride of place in my office. Um, then I've got a few Doctor Who signatures. Um, got both Hollies from Red Dwarf. Um, what else have I got in my collection? The other thing that I'm really starting to collect, and it's really sad, is Lego. I've, That's I'm not sad. Scouring eBay for vintage space Lego all the time. <laughs> so that's I'm going to say, Graham, out of the three Star Trek geeks here, there's two of us that have actually had bridge shoots. Ah. Mm. One person who claims to be a geek hasn't managed that. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I uh, right. That. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, Rob, I've not done it either. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but you're not yeah. Star Trek geek. Uh, yeah, well, I've, I've I've met um, Marina Sirtis. Mm-hmm. I've met Alice Krieg. Yeah. Um, who else have met at Star Trek? Um, 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 what's her name? God's sake, she played the second Dax. Uh, Nicole DeBoer met her. DeBoer, yes. yeah. There you go. She's got a nice little picture of her with Lammy. That's great. So I've, I've met a few Star Trek people. I'm looking now at all the Star Trek movies that I have on DVD. Thank you. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's back <laughs> in the days when people used to watch films, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> back in the old you, days. <laughs> you might have had your photo taken on the bridge, Bob, but are you looking at recreating the bridge full size? Because I am. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you do that... <laughs> I'll um, I, I'll counter it by uh, when I get the new house. I'll turn the uh, the basement into a Klingon bridge. Ooh, very oh, very nice! Nice, <laughs> nice. fifty feet of Klingon. Yep. I, I do just so happen to have next to me two Klingon batlaths. Oh, nice! Oh, Full I've size. Here's <laughs> one for you. Oh, look at that! Oh. <laughs> what, am I looking, what am I looking at Star Trek wise um, not a lot only my DVDs unfortunately oh. damn I'm surrounded by wall to wall geek stuff because I'm in my new geek office but I don't have that much Star Trek stuff unfortunately 
Mm. <laughs> that, was yes, Annette, uh, that was Annette sticking her head in the room going, can I steal your bag of popcorn? So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was that. Was that. Um, but yeah, I think we're all Star Trek geeks. Yeah, and I, I am envious that you uh, got to do uh, Star Trek Las Vegas, uh, the, uh, the the tour and, uh, and everything that went on there, Bob, but um, hopefully it was one still day... Off- We'd organise it, yeah. But unluckily, it's gone. Yeah, but so, you know, I, I, I'll quite happily live through your photos when we get together next. You can show me, uh, kind of everything there is to know about it. Oh, excellent! Sweet, good. good. Has anyone been anyone been to the um, exhibition in, Black, in Blackpool, the Star Trek one? No, no, no. Which is odd, considering how close we live to it. Yeah, it's it's really worthwhile. I we went to it. Um, about a year ago, and I wasn't expecting a lot, but I was shocked at how good it is. Anybody want a road trip for our uh, <laughs> geek year? For Project 2019. Woo-hoo. Yes. Yep. <laughs> which, which ain't too far off, actually, 2019. How on earth is it October next week? Or like yeah. just a week after? That's insane. It doesn't make any sense. So, I know I've been ill, but I haven't been ill that long. <laughs> crazy so i was looking online earlier i want to pick your guys brains have you seen annette gets this thing called a glossy box which every month she pays i think like 10 quid or whatever she pays for it and uh she gets this this box shows up and this one's makeup orientated so i don't want that one but she just gets like these random boxes Mm-hmm. And she'll she'll open it, and they'll be like, "Oh, this month I've got this, and I've got two of these." And for, for whatever amount she's paying, she gets more in value than she is actually paying. There's yeah. loads and loads of geek boxes out there. There are indeed. Yeah. We've, we've yeah. all seen them. Has anybody ever actually got one of these, and are they worth it? Because there's one that I've been looking at online. A Twitter account just popped up, uh, Mystery Box, which mm-hmm. you can find at Box Mystery, ending in an I, and. Do, I think they do like Halloween boxes and horror boxes and, and whatnot. They seem to do it on eBay though, rather than an actual website. But I really, I envy Annette when she gets this box and she opens it and she's got all these goodies in it. I want one of these geek boxes, but I don't know which one to go for. Mm. Are they any good? I have to say, um, and was it the original geek box? Uh, a quick Google search might help. Um, there was one that uh, a friend of mine mentioned to me and it had some really good stuff so basically you looked back at previous months and one of them had um, a full articulated um, face hugger from aliens Um, and yeah they were they were quite cheap it could it could literally be is it mygeekbox.co.uk that could be the one Mm. (laughs) Um, but yeah some of them look fantastic well it's kind of like I'm looking at I've just clicked on the link on the the mystery box one and it takes me to their uh, unofficial Harry Potter box for wizards and muggles only and it's £29.75 so it's it's not massively expensive but it's still nearly 30 quid and I don't know, part of me is like oh that'd be amazing, I wonder what cool stuff you get in there but then the other part's like yeah you could get uh, like ripped off <laughs> you could end up with a load of crap that's not 30 quids worth so because I've never done one of these boxes I haven't done one yet if that makes sense I think if I do one and I'm happy with it then I'll probably do for you know go for some more but I, I kind of miss getting treats through the post <laughs> and I think these sort of geek boxes could be the way to go 
if I can find a suitable box. I mean, ideally, I'd get one of these things and then open it on air and go, oh, got this, I got that, I got a you know a fun yeah. cold pop thing or whatever it was. Um, because they had these at Sci Fi Wales, it wasn't a box, but it was a big bag, wasn't it, Bob? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, I think they were a tenner. And I gave Annette a tenner, and she wandered over. And she came back and she had all this really cool stuff in there, like a Game of Thrones USB stick and a fun call pop and all that sort of stuff um, was in there. And then I think Bob got one, and then Annette's daughter yeah. went and got one. I'm like, oh, I want one of them, but I'd been paying for them all anyway. I paid for Annette's and Sarah's. I paid for mine. I didn't, I didn't pay for Bob's. <laughs> Bob, Bob did. Yeah, Bob did pay for his own, but I'd paid for Annette. And I'm like, well, why? I'll just steal their stuff. But uh, yeah. I am I am looking at this mystery box one or box mystery, um, but we shall see. And, uh, so I am um, I've had a subscription to something kind of similar, but not mm-hmm. not quite a geek box. Um, it's called Creation Crate, which is it's basically you get um, Arduino circuit boards sent to you. Oh, okay. So it, nice. it's it's kind of not geeky, but it is kind of geeky in the same same sense. So it was thirty dollars a month, and they would send you. Little Arduino Uno board, a bunch of resistors and LEDs, and some instructions to make a little programmable kit. Um, wow. Quite a lot of fun, but I quickly found that after a couple of months, I'd got piles of boxes and no time to build them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, that a bit, got... isn't that a bit like Lego, though? Do you not end it's, up with lots of Lego that you've got built? Yeah. <laughs> But would you sort of recommend, did you like, I mean, initially, I, I bet it was exciting getting these boxes. Yeah, through it was definitely, oh, wow. yeah, really good. I built I built a few of my son, and at that point, he was about 13 when I first started getting them. And we did, um, like, sound detectors and little motion kind of thing, little projects. They took about an hour, two hours to do. But then, as the, as the months moved by, instead of giving you the full instructions how to build it, they kind of asked you to interpret things and work them out. And then he lost interest. Oh. <laughs> it it no, it's well at last. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm pondering because it's coming up to the Christmas time, which I'm not a fan of, and everybody gets loads of presents. And I generally don't get too many presents anyway because I don't have a massive or an, an existing family circle or whatever. And I'd, I'd kind of like to just get random gifts, so I might buy them for myself yeah. and just subscribe <laughs> to some geek boxes and then pretend that people have sent them to me, that type of thing. So uh, I am looking at these boxes. So uh, if Box Mystery want to give me any more information on what's on the what's been in a previous box, so I can have a look and gauge it. Because you know, thirty quid, thirty quid. Then mm-hmm. uh, drop me a tweet. You know where I am. Right. I have. Uh, we're going to chat a little bit about science fiction for the the last half hour, which everybody on here likes science fiction, obviously, because we've spent probably the majority of this one covering a lot of it. Um, Bob, what are, for you, what are the necessary ingredients for a sci-fi film? I kind of take it literally. So science fiction, it's basically got to be taking um, what we know of today in the you know, kind of the realms of science and making a leap forward. So like you say, you know, faster than light travel, you know, travel between planets. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it's futuristic, although most science fictions tend to be. Uh, but yeah, it's basically just you know doing something that we can't do now through the medium of science. Okay, uh, Rob, what about you? What's the what's the necessary ingredients for you? I mean, it's, it's a personal thing for you. So. Uh, for me, 
Um, I think one of the big things has to be um, probably um, something more um, of substance than just um, spaceships and um, battles um, and good good SFX. Um, I I like to have a good storyline, good plot line, good characters. Um, So, yeah, I think something with substance. Okay. Graham? I'm going to pick up from what Rob was saying there. It's got to be likeable and real characters. I think there's there's some sci-fi where they're, and I'm not going to, can't really think example in a minute, but the characters just wooden and they're hard to connect with. It's got to have good characters, preferably for me, time travel or parallel universe type stuff for me that really makes works for me really well okay well for me it's i've got sort of four things that 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 i need in a science fiction film uh don't overcomplicate it for Mm. me it's like you know i'm not a stupid person but i don't for example you watch the original dune God, I've seen that so many times. I still don't understand what's going on after time because it's a very, <laughs> it's a very serious thing, and it's I, Love it. I've not read the book. I oh, know I like it, but I don't try. It's a bit like Game of Thrones. If you go into Game of Thrones, you go right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember every character's name, and I'm gonna remember everything that's going on. You run a hide into nothing. It's not gonna happen. There's too many characters in that thing. So just sort of don't overcomplicate something, and uh, I'm alright with that. D- don't linger on something. I don't care how long it's take to, taken to build a model spaceship or a landscape. You don't need to show me it for 20 minutes. And yes, Star Trek, the motion picture, I'm talking to you. That <laughs> shot with, the shot with the Enterprise. Yeah, but it's a great model and it's wonderful. And it, it, it's, it's the first time we've ever seen it on the big screen. And it's great. It took months and months and months and months. I don't need you to do a fly round for 20 minutes. But it's the, still better the, than a lot of things you'll get today. Yep. It is, but we don't. You don't need to show that much of it. It's and return. <laughs> totally, to the, uh, totally disagree with you. <laughs> really? Could, were you okay with that? I was totally okay with that. I I love that ship. Show me all you want. But I'm with Rob for twenty minutes. <laughs> it's like no, the film. There's a reason they call that film the slow motion picture. And that is it. It's like just just move on, do it like they did in Return of the Jedi. I don't spend ages building the sail barge. Yep, four or five minutes on screen, done. Blow it up. Next, let's just don't linger on. Yeah, but um, it doesn't look as good as the Enterprise, does it? That's the problem. Well, you're only saying that because on the Star Trek film, you got to spend twenty minutes analysing every nook and cranny of that bloody ship. Oh. Yeah, but- on Star Wars, how much do we get of the uh, Millennium Falcon? Which is a similar kind of thing. The Millennium Falcon is the central ship to mm-hmm. Star Wars, where you know the Enterprise is the central <laughs> ship to you know. Star yeah, but you show me any bits of the, any of the Star Wars movies where it spends twenty minutes just showing you the outside of the ship with no dialogue. Now, <laughs> oh, slow motion picture, terrible. Um, yeah. Don't overuse CGI, which I know sometimes is really, really difficult. But watching films like Valerian and The Fifth Element, half the time you think, I'm watching a cartoon. Because yeah. it's just, yeah. it's all CGI. And I suppose a couple of the Star Wars movies, that's why I'm not a massive fan of Attack of the Clones, because it was just, there was too many of these CG 
things on it. I don't Avatar. need that. Avatar. It's my same issue with Avatar as well. Yeah. Dances with Smurfs. Dances with Smurfs. Smurfahontas. Mm-hmm. Yep, all sorts. Um, but yeah, it's my same issue with that one. Do it like you would Terminator 2, which you know, wasn't in space, but there's, there's a lot of visual effects in that, but there's also the majority practical. So yeah. find, find the balance on that. But the main ingredient I need for sci-fi film is a decent story. That's it. Mm-hmm. It should always come down to the story and the characters who are uh, speaking the dialogue. Just please be believable when you're doing it. So mm-hmm. that's my ingredients for that one. Yeah, but that's um, not necessarily an ingredient for sci-fi. That's an ingredient no. for all films. Exactly. That should be the ingredient for all films. It should be yeah. the ingredient for a horror film or a drama or a thriller. or It's always Action. the storyline. Yeah. But how many science fiction films have we seen where you go, oh, the visual effects are quite good. Oh, that's not too bad. I like the music. Storyline, shit. It should <laughs> always be, have we got a storyline? And how can we use these other ingredients like visual effects to enhance the dialogue? It should yeah. always come down to what's on the paper in the first yeah. place. So there you go. Um, I'm going to go around everybody as well. So uh, your memorable sci-fi movies from childhood... That just means something to you. So, what did you generally watch? Um, let's go to Graham first. So, put him on the spot. What sort of sci-fi films did you watch when you were a kid? Most memorable sci-fi film would be Star Trek VI: Undiscovered Country because the first one I saw at the cinema, and I just clearly remember going and being blown away by it being so big and loud and and yeah, massive. Um, apart from that. Again, showing my age slightly would be Sylvester McCoy, Doctor Who, because that that was that was my original Doctor. Okay. Mm. Yep. Rob. Uh, uh, any regular listeners will probably know by now that I was addicted to um, kind of the unseen Star Wars movies that you know many Star Wars fans hadn't seen, which were you know Star Wars, um, Car- the Ewoks Caravan of Courage and the Ewoks Battle for Endor um, for me you know they're always going to hold that fun place in my heart because um, and again I've mentioned it many times um, it would have been cheaper um, for my father who used to rent me those videos week in week out to just say look we've lost them how much is it going to cost me to uh, to, to kind of repay you for them. <laughs> and the video shop are like, don't worry about it, seriously, nobody else is renting these <laughs> yes. movies. It's not a problem. Just keep paying the two quid. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bob, have you come up with some? Or do you want me to go yeah. first? Uh, if you want to, I can finish them. Or I can go if you want. Well, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave out the Star Wars and Close Encounters and Superman and stuff like that, because they were always my go-to ones. But I'm thinking Cat from Outer Space and yeah. Spaceman and King Arthur, which are both Disney ones, mm. and, and Battle Beyond the Stars. Oh, yeah, good choice. They're sort of the three that, uh, that do spring into mind. And you want to go a little bit further, uh, Last Starfighter. Uh. So they, they were the ones that spring to my mind when I'm thinking childhood sci-fi movies. Yeah. Right, well, for me... I'll split it into big screen and small screen, seeing as some people have mentioned TV. And again, I'm showing my age. So big screen, I would probably say, um, I'll say the obvious in Star Wars, because that was probably one of the first major big ones that I saw 
sci-fi wise um but also things like silent running and 2001 oh, love silent mm. running Ooh. you know those are two that spring to mind you know on the big screen um small screen the first doctor that i used to watch was john pertwee mm-hmm. so i'm showing my age there um so i used to love that the sea devils used to scare the living bejesus out of me. <laughs> um, I was about five at the time. <laughs> um, other ones on small screen, again, the first times that uh, the original Star Trek came over here. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake 7 was one of the ones that I used to watch religiously. But then I'd also like to mention um, the ones that I got into a lot earlier which were things like um, Thunderbirds, you know, Joe 90, mm-hmm. Captain yeah. Scarlet, you know, all the uh, the Jerry Anderson ones. As a kid, I loved them. You know, I wouldn't miss them. So that's nice. me. Again, showing me. <laughs> can, can I jump in with a small screen one? Um, whether or not you class it as sci-fi depends on your definition of sci-fi, but um, what did everybody think of Land of the Giants? I used to love that show. See, I'd say that's sci-fi, though. Cause yeah. it's, like, sci- it's a weird genre, isn't it? Because it's yeah. sci-fi is also fantasy, I mm. think. So it's, I don't know. But yeah, Land of the Giants was cool. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to mention another kid's one as well. It just popped into my head. Um, the Demon Headmaster. Can anyone remember that? Mm, no. I never watched that one. That was gone, Rob. You think you're gonna wait in there? Yeah, I, I knew about it, and I watched the occasional episode. But you know, I think I was too busy waiting for um, Biker Grove and um, <laughs> you know, and that kind of thing. Demon Headmaster was just you know, well, if it's there, go on, then I'll watch it. But otherwise, nah. So other than the Demon Headmaster, what was it about? It was. I'm trying to remember vaguely now. It was. It was a school that that. They had lots of technology, and the headmaster was taking over it. And there was kind of, it was kind of lots of classic sci-fi themes in there, like brainwashing and and kind of like zombies and taking over. All kind of all made kids friendly and safe. But I think that probably caught me in sci-fi when I was very little. Mm. <laughs> I, I have not heard of that one, so thank no. you for that. So here's one for you as well, because we get this sort of topic springs to mind because. Uh, Annette doesn't like westerns. I don't like musicals. She hates westerns. But I sat her down last year and we watched Unforgiven. And she liked it. And then I sat her down a month or so after that and we watched the Kevin Costner Wyatt Earp film, which Mm -hmm. she loved. And yes, it's still better than Tombstone. So, you know, never mind. Um, And she liked that one. And then we watched Outlaw Josie Wales. And she she loved that film as well. So it's yeah. like, do you, do you like westerns? But I don't like westerns. I'm like, haha! But you have liked those. So with uh, doing a bit of prep for the science fiction film, I put a question on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and said, what couple of films, if you don't like sci-fi, would you recommend to somebody who didn't like sci-fi? So basically, the the equivalent of Unforgiven and and yeah. White Earp, um, and I got a whole host of people coming back so i'm gonna go through these and you guys let me know whether you agree with their choice so would you be safe in recommending these films to people who can't stand science fiction films and mm-hmm. also if you've seen them what, what do you think of them so i'll go through the facebook ones first so uh dave martin said silent running good choice yes yes mm-hmm. all right good well, film 
uh, Dave Hiddleston said The Fifth Element and a film called yep. Passengers, which I haven't seen. Not seen Passengers, but I'm, I'm solid with The Fifth Element. Uh, Andy Bell also said Fifth Element. Uh, Janelle Warren said The Fifth Element. Fifth Element seems to get a lot of love. Mm. Um, Andrew Hazel from the Monday Movie Show, so Stu Miller's co-host, he said one called Cypher. Now, I remember that being a really serious sci-fi movie, so I'm not sure, but anybody familiar with the film Cypher? No. 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 Okay. Uh, Paul Hyatt, who is the director of a film called Howl, as well as A Season in House. This guy, it's, it's great when actual filmmakers get involved and start talking to me. I like it. Geek out. He worked on a lot of the Neil Marshall films, Dog Soldiers, The Descent and stuff. He's a visual effects guy, uh, Mm -hmm. prosthetics and whatnot. Logan's Run. Very much so, yes. Damn good film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan. Jenny Agatha. Isn't it? Yep. And who played the older guy who rattles off all the things about cats? Was it Peter Ustinov? Yes. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen the Mike? Sorry, I just geeked out there. Have you have you seen the Michael Bay sort of remake of Logan's Run no. called The Island? Nope. It's very good, but it is pretty much just like mm-hmm. Logan's Run. Uh, Jonathan said Ex Machina. Not seen that. Oh, the uh, is that the manga style? No, it's um, it's a live action one. And is it? It is. Uh, who's the one who played Lara Croft? Forgot the name. Oh God, can't remember. Um, um, <sighs> Oh, flip's sake, I've got a autograph. Modern post Lara Croft or old Lara? Yes, the, the modern one. Um, <laughs> I've forgotten her damn name. But it was her. So she plays an android. Uh, and it's it's the film is written and directed by Alex Garland, who wrote, who did uh, 28 Days Later. He wrote those. Yeah. So uh, It's on Netflix. Check it out. It's yeah. good. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's one you would enjoy if you didn't like sci-fi, though. So there's a couple of these that are slightly iffy. Uh, Stu Miller, who we all know, he has come back with Event Horizon. What, you mean he didn't come back with My Life as a Courgette? No, Sorry, my, I, was, courgette. I, I thought he was going to come back with My Life as a Courgette and Stand By Me, but no, he hasn't <laughs> come back either of those. He's come back with Event Horizon and Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, I can go with those, yeah. Yeah, and could if you want, be. If you want a really cool story, look up to see what happened to the kid who was in Flight of the Navigator. Oh, he got busted for like robbing a bank or something stupid oh, wow. like that a few years back. He did some sort of major crime he got done for. Um, Twitter, we have got uh, Guardians of BHF. He'd come back with Gattaca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good movie. Gattaca's amazing. Uh, Gunnar Armstrong has come back with Event Horizon and Children of Men. If you've not seen Children of Men, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, words by Fishboy you've got to love some of these Twitter names they're amazing <laughs> has come back with Arrival which is only a couple of years old good mm. film if you've seen that it's a bit like Contact yeah uh, Alison who is at uh, A. Jones underscore SD Galaxy Quest and Spaceballs I, I've never been a great fan of Spaceballs but Galaxy no. Quest yeah yeah is that to do with Sigourney Weaver's Cleavage no, no, it's more to oh. do with Alan Rickman. I love these, oh. you know, the character he plays. Alan Rickman's good too, but no, Sigourney's cleavage won it for me. Uh, Spaceballs, I've got to agree with you, Bob. I'm not a massive fan of that. No. But people love it. Yeah, it's got a couple of funny moments to me, but it's just American humour. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And in that one, it didn't. So even like Darth Helmet just doesn't make you chuckle. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm better on, uh, what's it, the uh, the cowboy one that they did. 
Um, which one was that? Blazing oh, Saddles. Blazing Saddles, that's the one. Yeah. Yep. The sheriff is a dong. Dong. Yeah, we know he's coming. <laughs> uh, I underscore did underscore did underscore I. Yep. Uh, they came up with Edge of Tomorrow, which is also known as Live, Die, Eggs. and Repeat, which is also known as uh, All You Need Is Kill. Depends which name you want. So, have we, have we all seen Edge of Tomorrow? Edge yep. of the night, tip of the spear, cracking my ass. Great film. Graham's dropped out at the moment. The uh, the computer decided to do an update. Oops. Oh no, we, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but if he doesn't get back on before the end of the show, he can uh, borrow my headset and say goodbye to everybody. He yep. can do. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, just get him to message me if he does come back, and then I'll drag him back into the call. Yeah, so. not a problem. And um, what well, we. Got uh, Wing for Two podcast, District Nine. Good Fast. film. I don't know if I'd uh, basically put that as one to get people into sci fi, though. No. No? Have you seen District Nine, Rob? I have. Love it. I'd put Chappie. That's a great film. Chappie is a good <laughs> film. Chappie's amazing. Uh, Jay Brogan, 1975. He's come in with Prometheus, which I'm not sure I would put in for non-sci-fi fans, and mm. 2001, A Space Odyssey, which I uh, I can't stand. Yeah, that's heavy going. It's heavy too, I, I mm. tweeted back at him, I said, I can't make it through that film. I said, I can appreciate it, but I just don't like it. I just, it's boring as shit. But, uh, yeah, what else have we got? Let's just rattle some of these off anyway. Uh, the Skip to the End podcast, who I was listening to a whole bunch while I was ill, so they helped me get well, so thank you guys and girl. They came hey. back with Blade Runner and Alien. Alien, mm. yes. I'm not sure about Blade Runner, though. But Epic film, own. but I don't know if it's something you get used to get someone into. Sci-fi. Yeah, that was my thought. I mean, I love, we love Blade Runner, but would you yeah. use that to get somebody into a sci-fi film if you didn't like them? Maybe not. Uh, Darren has come back with Inception and Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, definitely. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, Brian has come back with The Day the Earth Caught Fire, which is an old one, if I remember rightly enough. It's one I, I know I've seen it, but I can't remember what it's about other than The Earth Catch a <laughs> Fire. And Back to the Future. Hmm. Possible, yes. Yeah. Uh, Neil Johnson has come back with The Road, which is one of the bleakest movies ever, starring <laughs> Viggo Mortensen, but it's very good. It's an apocalyptic thing. But my God, is it a bleak film? But it's good. And uh, Robert Zemeckis's Contact, which if you've not seen Ooh. Contact, it's amazing. Yeah. Have you seen both seen Contact? Yes. No, I've seen trailers, but I've not watched it yet. You've never watched? Oh my god, it's great! It's like Interstellar, but better, in my yeah. opinion. So uh, yeah, I didn't expect so many people to start coming back with results. <laughs> I might add that not one person answered the question on Instagram. So I guess Facebook and uh, Twitter's the way to go, but more people replied to me on Twitter than they did on Facebook. But I was quite happy with that. Normally you put a question out and you're lucky if you get three or four answers. Just seems <laughs> to be the way that people are. Um, but I got quite a lot for that one. So yeah. that may be something I keep doing in the future. Good idea. Yeah. Mm. I, th- I thought so. Uh, what's <laughs> Neil? Oh, Neil is currently in, uh, I think, Slovakia or something at the minute. Yeah. He's all over Europe. He's, he's been in Bulgaria, <laughs> yeah, Croatia, I think he's been in, and I think now he's in Slovakia. He's uh, <laughs> Jet setting. 
pretty Last much. Last we spoke to was in Berlin, I believe, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, God, I forgot about Berlin. Mm. Yeah. I, bet, I wonder if it took his breath away. I need to ask him. <laughs> oh. I, might have to, I might have to ask him on that one. So, um, but yeah, Bob, have you got anything lined up that you want to try and watch this week? Or are you, you're keeping your, your viewing slate clean until you know um, if you've got enough time? I should have time this week. It's one of those ones where, I don't know, depending on how the week goes will depend on what I want to watch because during the week it's definitely a mood thing. So if I've had a bad day, I'd want to watch something that's kind of, you know, feel-good pick-me-up. Yeah. Um, if I've had a good day, I might want to challenge myself and watch something. Yeah. I've, one of the ones I'm determined to get watched this week at some point is um, The Woman in Black. Yes. First one. Yeah. Yeah. Just remember, so, don't don't watch the sequel. No, no. But uh, if the if the special ones come through from Arrow this week, I'll probably be watching at least one of those. As well. <laughs> I know, it's such a long time since I've seen Big Trouble in Little China, and I'm a massive John Carpenter fan anyway. Yeah. Um, can I get away with saying that's one of my least favorite ones? But that doesn't necessarily mean I don't like it. it just means I love the other ones. It's I won't it's hold a, it against you. It's a very Watch. weird film, isn't it? It's Big Trouble in Little China. Are you excited about the continuation of it? What you mean the um, the supposed one that the Rock is involved with and all this? Yes, which they've pretty much said it's not a remake. It is more of a continuation. So does um, that mean if it happens, we will get a Kurt Russell, Jack Burton cameo? I'm not getting excited about it. I'll wait and see. I won't. I'm not writing it off, but I'm not getting excited. Is this a bit like another Ready Player One or Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, wasn't it? Where you were like, I want to watch it, but I'm not going to get too excited. Yeah, I'll wait and see. Because, I mean, I think one of the things that made the first one was a lot of the stars as well as the writing. So, yeah. like you say, we don't know who's writing this story. I can't see them bringing many of the original stars back because no. age. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so it's it's one of those. I, I'd love to be kind of pleasantly surprised, but I, I'm not holding my breath. No, if in fact it happens. Exactly, yeah. You know, a lot of films come out nowadays. And uh, and they don't happen, do they? So I think we have we got. Um, I think we might have Graham back. Let's yep. let's re- let's re-add him to the call. Um, where is he? <laughs> it did this last time. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Add people to call. Yeah, it's not showing it's online for some reason. So I don't know what's going on there. So it I might just be a case. Rob showing us RD rather than UK. Oh, is that? Yeah, he's back now. Here we go. Graham's back. Hey, I'm back. He's back. Thanks, what man. happened? Did you just get so bored with our uh, our list of sci-fi movies? You thought I'm going to build some Lego. <laughs> Almost, yeah. The Almost. PC kind of rubs back up. PC kind of restarted, and it's now doing Windows updates. <laughs> oh, nice. He is oh, back no. online with my, the help of my phone. So, <laughs> so Rob's computer will no longer be running Windows 3.1. It has, in no. fact, updated itself to something else. Three point Windows 95. Yeah. <laughs> Designed for 95. Millennium. Brilliant. Oh, God, no, not Millennium. <laughs> oh, was that the worst Windows one? What was it? I believe was so. It ME? It was a really shitty one, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Damn. 
I used 95 Personal for cube. years and an XP, which was great. Yes. Yeah. XP was pretty good. I still um, have a machine that runs XP and it's working just fine. <laughs> sweet. I have three, three PCs in my house and two of them don't work because they just died. So I need to do something with them and fix them. stuff them as the, yeah, pretty much. Well, it's no need to be nasty. Who, who is? Unix. <laughs> all right. Unix on. Maybe. Yep. Can I put my all my editing software on that, though? Probably not. I'll bet you can. Aha. I might find a project for Bob for next year, then. <laughs> <laughs> Set it up as a 4K video editor. Yeah. So I have um, a new quiz for... Now, Graham, you can't play on this one because you're not on every week, unfortunately. Uh, so, but you can you can join you can join in for this week. So, what I want to do is each week I'm going to come up with a different film director, or it might be an actor, and I'm just going to pick five films that I think are quite big films that this person's made, and I'm going to keep tally on um, who's seen more, Rob or Bob, and then I'm just going <laughs> to have a, little, a bit of a leaderboard. Now, obviously, it's not easy for me to join in because I could just pick all the ones that I've seen. And then yeah. that would be, uh, it'd be accurate, but it would also be unfair. So I sat down and watched Miami Vice, the the remake, the other day, and I thought, well, I'm going to pick Michael Mann for the director of that. So I've got what I think are probably five of his biggest films, and then I am going to ask Bob and Rob whether they've seen them all. So I will, I will mark them down. So the first one, Last of the Mohicans. Rob, have you seen it? Bob, have you seen it? Um, I have many, many moons ago. Um, I can't really remember that much about it. Uh, if somebody jogged my memory, I'm sure it'll all come back to me. But yes, I did see it. Daniel Day-Lewis running around um, and there's a clan ad music and it's awesome. So, uh, Bob, have you seen Last Mohicans? I'm going to counter Rob's one with I have many, many, many times. Sweet. Oh. <laughs> So there you go. So, uh, Graham, just join in for that. Have you seen Last Mohicans? I've not seen that now. No. <gasps> Good job you're not playing. Good job you're not playing in this one then. Because you'd like to be down a point already. Um, that might be two. my one point. <laughs> I, I don't think no, so. I think I, I think you you're probably going to uh, beat me out on this one, Bob. I think that's probably me done now. Oh. <laughs> uh, number two, Manhunter which was based on the, the Thomas Harris thing. It's the very first Silence of the Person. Lambs movie. Uh, yep, William Peterson playing a, an FBI agent, tracking yep. down, um, uh, was it Tooth Fairy, I think, in this one? Yep. You've seen that the one, guy Bob? Who played it, they both starred in a, a couple of episodes of CSI. So, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, Bob, you've seen that one? De- definitely, very much so, about three times. Rob? No, I'm sorry. Graham? No. Oh, no. (laughs) Graham's not very good at his game. Uh, Third one, Miami Vice, the new one. Rob? Nope. Oh, Bob? Nope. No? Oh, my God, Bob, why? Right, that's me. I'm going to pass that on to you. Damn, I thought you would have watched that one. Uh, Is it just because you didn't really fancy it or just because you've just not got around to watching it? It's one of those, again, you know, kind of, I grew up with the TV series, and it's one of those you kind of, you know, is it going to be good? Is it not going to be? And, you know, I I don't mean to be passing the book here, but you've not really given me your usual reviews on that one. 
I thought because I thought you'd seen that one, but I remember when the trail. I remember when I heard they're going to be doing a big screen version of Miami Vice, and I got so excited. I'm like, bring back Don Johnson and Philip Michael Thomas. Oh, they're not bringing him back. Oh shit, that's not good because they're the characters that. It, it's like having Spock played by somebody else. And what about Lieutenant Castillo? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like none of the original cast are in the film. So I thought, well. But then they announced that Michael Mann was going to direct it, and I thought, well, he did the original one. He's the creator of it all and stuff. So maybe it could be quite good. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. Give it a so cool. they're going to get Jamie Fox in it, okay, and Colin Farrell. Well, that's kind of weird, but we'll see. And then the first trailer hit, and I'm like, I'm in. And then I went to the cinema to see it, and I'm in. So I am, I'm looking at the DVD right now, Bob, and I'm going to take that off the shelf and pass it on to you. So that's Pick your... Pick that up on Tuesday. Definitely. <laughs> I, I loved it. I've probably seen that film, and I've got all the Miami Vice episodes on yeah. original DVD anyway, and I watch it constantly. I've got the soundtracks. I've got a signed Jan Hammer CD in this room somewhere. Love Miami Vice. I've met Castillo himself. Yes. Hi, Edward. You're, you're amazing. Uh, and I love this remake. It's really, really good. So I'm shocked at Yunsi. I thought you watched that one. Huh? Uh, probably that, go on my watch this week list then. Oh, please do. Watch it loud. It's amazing. <laughs> and uh, the film number four, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Heat. Come on, you, mo- you all must have seen Heat. I'm waiting for Rob to say yeah on here. Rob? Uh, drum roll, please, then. No. No. Do you not watch films? Oh my god. Well, well obviously more than Bob, but just, well, just He's more watching films now. I'm more watching films historically. Yeah. That's true. Yes. So Graham. Yeah. You, have you seen you've not seen it either? No. <laughs> oh my god. Right. Uh Bob. I've seen it several times, yes. Really? Good, good, good. So welcome fine, to the movie show. Bob's on three and Rob's on one. Oh, my God. Right, the fifth and final Michael Mann film, which I would recommend everybody watches if you've not seen it, stars Tom Cruise. Don't be put off. It's not about Scientology or that. Collateral. Mm. Where he plays a hitman who kidnaps a taxi cab driver played by Jamie Foxx and makes him drive him around all night while he goes on assassination jobs. Great film. Uh, Graham, have you seen Collateral? No. (laughs) Rob, have you seen Collateral? I can say yes on this one. Yes! (laughs) Rob's seen more than one movie. That's good. What did you think of it? What's your memories of it? No, uh, from from everything I remember, it was a good film. Nice. I'm quite happy about that. It's like, yay, the movie show is back. Uh, Bob? (laughs) Uh, Yes, if I turn around, I can actually see the uh, DVD in my collection. Uh, And that to me was uh, I mean without putting too much onto it that to me was the film that brought Tom Cruise back into my watch list because yeah. I really did enjoy that film I think it was there's sort of there's two different Tom Cruises isn't there there's the Tom Cruise where everybody thought yeah Cocktail Days of Thunder Top Gun blah 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 mm-hmm. and then there's the more modern Tom Cruise which is the Mission Impossible's Jack Reacher's Oblivion yes. Edge of Tomorrow Collateral yeah. mm-hmm. and I think Collateral was probably like the benchmark when he went from one to the other. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Totally. When, when, he, when he didn't try and look 35 years old or whatever, and he's like, you know what, I want to be grey, and I want to get, somebody's got to beat me up, and, and so yeah. on. So It was a serious acting role, and he played it very, very well. He did. And that means you've got four points, Bob. 
and Rob's got two. So, um, well, I am twice the size of him. Because we've got the wonderful Graham <laughs> on the uh, on the episode for this evening, pick a filmmaker for next week. Just give me their name, and then I will pick five films, and then I will ah, quiz, quiz, quiz he, these two. He Rob's looks very scared at the moment. I'm having a panic. Um, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael, I nearly picked Michael Bay actually for this one, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to go with Michael Mann. But yeah, I'm okay with Michael Bay. Well, I was going to say, on as well as being kind of a filmmaker as a star as well. Yeah, it can be a star, it can be a composer. You know, it can be yeah. pretty much, I'm pretty sure, you know, keep running this game for about a year and a half, then yeah. it'll be catering assistant, won't it? We'll be, uh, <laughs> be running through. But so, what's your thoughts? What made you pick Michael Bay, Graham? What's your, what's your favourite films that Michael Bay's done, and which ones don't you like? Sheer panic, maybe. <laughs> Michael Bay. Um, I'm just going through his stuff. I was thinking that it would be topical over the Transformers films, which you could maybe describe as explosions for an hour and a half. <laughs> Or maybe like three and a half hours with some of them Transformers Yeah, movies. yeah. Nice. Well, I'm going to look through Michael Bay's Just going through his filmography. his filmography now. There's some interesting ones in there. We've got uh, the Purge TV series, Michael Bay, but... Yeah, <laughs> produced that, didn't he? He did. He's yeah. good. I do I do like Michael Bay. I'm not a massive fan of the later Transformers movies, and by that I mean 2, no. 3, 4, and 5. <laughs> um, they do progressively get worse. But if there is a reason to watch or rather listen to the Transformers movies, it's the music by Steve Jablonski, which is amazing. Yeah. So It's very, very good. I would rather just go out and buy the soundtrack and not bother watching the film, I think, nowadays with the Transformers yeah. films. So, But Bumblebee looks quite good. It does. Which is not a Michael Bay one, but it is a Transformers movie. So, so there you go. So, um, yeah, what? How long are you included? No, for Graham, a few more days um, or? Depending how how the parks work, so maybe a day, maybe two days. Mm-hmm. Time to watch uh, a bunch of Michael Mann films, maybe. Yeah, get some revision done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you got planned for the coming week, then, Rob? Just. Back to the day job tomorrow. Unfortunately, yes. Um, day job, day job, and uh, more retro gaming with uh, Retro G here. Um, see if you can win a game or two. Yeah, get some. Get, yeah. Just uh, wait till the night before you're due to go back, Graham. Just thrash the pads of him, knock his <laughs> ego right off his head. Otherwise, you never hear the end. Of yeah, it. it's gonna happen. Yeah. I was gonna pop, say, pop Graham. Got to just kind of you know kind of get you into this one of the things that's happening at our work there's a few of the guys that are into the similar kind of things the retro gaming and what have you and in the canteen at work we've got a, a fairly big flat screen tv kind of thing you know and what have you so one of the guys has brought in an old playstation 2 and a oh, load yeah, of his yeah. games so there's an unwritten kind of league going on at the moment and uh, yeah basically there's some good old style games going on um there's all the different tekkens being fought over yeah um, so and there's also kind of the uh was it the gran turismo is another one oh um, excellent yeah soul caliber yeah mm-hmm. so yeah basically it's a case of um to put it in, into perspective one of the kind of younger guys that thought he was a bit kind of hot 
um, through the gauntlet down, so to speak. And um, one of the older guys in thing basically just said, okay, yeah, I'll take you on. Absolutely perfected him over several games. Basically <laughs> <laughs> just put the controller down and walked. Walked out. <laughs> yeah, always like a mic. I, um, <laughs> I, I love watching. <laughs> I love yeah, watching it, like young younger people using different controls on different systems and getting confused. Um, yeah. my, my son picking up a Mega Drive control and seeing the A, B, and C and not what, and what to do with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah we're really having fun. I mean, basically, one of the um, one of the younger female managers is basically wiping the floor with several other people at the moment. Mm-hmm. So th- that's going down very well with some of the kind of lads that think they know what they're doing. <laughs> is, there any, is, is there any work going on at your place? or is it? Yeah, just... yeah, this is all during like the lunch hour that everyone's kind of... <laughs> yeah, we have a staggered lunch hour and whoever's in there just picks up a controller and uh, you know, jumps in to fight or drive. <laughs> ah, sounds like fun. It does. Yeah. And suggest yeah. something like that at my workplace. Well, this is it. One of the guys, basically one of the younger guys in accounts, um, thought he'd pick on a, an easy one and basically challenged me. <laughs> he didn't you bat- for him. I was going to say, you, you battered him, didn't you? I could tell. Yeah. He, he got one point <laughs> as I was kind of getting back used to using a controller. It's case, okay, which does each button do? And it's case of one of the guys says, oh, yeah, this is this, this is this, this is this. Turn around, you know, I'd lost the first point while I was being explained to. And it's case of, right, come on, serious now. <laughs> yeah, now, now it's time to wake up. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like fun. It does. So how was, have you been on a podcast before, Graham, or was this your first one? This is my first one, yeah. And other Would you than do this it guy, again? This, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would I do it again? Definitely. Again, definitely, yeah, definitely. Excellent. Good. So we haven't like battered you beyond belief and bored <laughs> him out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might have like, Rob's got whiskey in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely go for the whiskey. Whiskey and Michael Mann movies. Yeah. So I'll put Mammy Vice on. I'll I, I, I've got to disappoint you there because um, we did say after the podcast, I will be showing Graham my favourite episode of Star Trek ever. There uh, I am. It's Star Trek Deep Space Nine: The Visitor. Nice. Um, well, that's the oh. time travel one, isn't it's it? It's a time. Well, it's it, it's basically where you see um, Jake Cisco grow old because his father's been displaced in time, and uh, only kind of gets brought back, um, you know, every ten, fifteen years or so. Um, and Jake kind of dedicates his life on, you know, how to uh, kind of get his father back. It's a good episode. I do miss DS9. Yeah, yep. yeah fantastic. Well, I am going to round up episode 435, let you three gentlemen disappear. I will start editing it. Um, I did promise Good. Mystery Box or Box Mystery that I would mention them on the podcast. So they've kind of retweeted me earlier. So um, I'm not going to tell them where I mentioned it because they can listen to the whole episode, can't they? <laughs> exactly, yeah. They, they might as well. It's like a mystery podcast where they yeah. don't know where they're going to get a mention. And um, but yeah, shout, out, shout out to Neil Johnson. Who is Always. probably in a, probably in a totally different country now? Yeah, um, than, than where he was when he tweeted me earlier on. So I don't know. I will be seeing him in a couple of weeks, I think. So I'm I looking will, forward uh, to the updates on um, the lessons with the camera for Mimi. Me too. I did uh, dismantle now that I'm alive and not dead because of the monkey virus. I did dismantle the camera and rebuild it again so that I know what I'm doing. Fantastic. So I've taken it. I've taken it down to the base unit when we first saw it. 
so it's that size at the minute and then I can just work out what was it Neil said he, he spends at least a day building up the camera rig here. <laughs> so I need to get to the point where I, I can do that in half an hour rather than a day <laughs> so um, and I'm going to go into my day job tomorrow and I'm, I'm going to try and persuade somebody to be in Mimi for a very small non-pivotable but an important role because I do need Ooh. somebody around the age of 10, 11, 12 just to uh, to record some dialogue and then you work with some young people then right Stuart? Well no but the guy who supplied <laughs> the music, Carl Francis he's he's got a son who is, I think he's about maybe 8 or 9 I think his son yeah. so yep. I'm going to be like how does your uh, how does your son fancy being in a film here's <laughs> the lines I need him to say you can video it, just get me the footage so I am uh, back into Mimi filming mode now that I'm, I've shaken mm. off the monkey fantastic virus, so. That is good. Um, but thank you very much, guys, for taking the time out on a Sunday. Thank you very much. Enjoyable thank as ever. And I will chat to you all soon. It's a pleasure to speak to you, Graham. And enjoy the rest of your holiday. <laughs> thank you. And enjoy Clondidno. Yes, definitely. Yes. Go get some waffles. Yeah, waffles. versatile. They're great. Right, <laughs> take care, guys, and I shall leave you to it. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye now. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.